Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Welcome to Get Off the Mic. I am your host, Mac, and with me, as always, is a guy whose luck is similar to Buffalo's in the lottery draft. That is my co-host, Paul. And joining us for this jam-packed episode where we have concrete news are two fairly mediocre guests. Our first is very excited to hit puberty soon, Gaudy staff writer Aaron. And our second is, for some reason or another, excited to touch his elbow to his knee. That was all I could come up with for Scotty staff writer Steve. And I did put Steve second to avoid introducing him twice like I did with Steve and Keith. How are you guys? I'm doing pretty all right. Doing pretty all right. How are you guys? Uh, it's another day, man. <laughs> Bad weather, but we're making it work. It's pretty sunny here. Kind of jealous. Paul has lost his voice, though. What? Oh, no. I'm just looking outside because I didn't really know what the weather was. It is not nice. I can back that up. It is not nice. All right. We obviously have the sharpest minds here. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's past them. Let's get on with it. Uh, It's Saturday, May 30th. We are changing it up this week because we have a whole boatload of news. So we're not going to be doing ice time, but that shouldn't discourage you from going to getofftheice.com and checking out some content. We just had a new post on Friday for our redraft series. Steve looked at the goalie-loaded class of 2012. Where <laughs> so many goalies. Somehow didn't make the list. Don't know how. Unreal. But, uh, <laughs> nevertheless, go for it. Honestly, I thought he was going to put him first again. <laughs> I mean, all you needed was one vote. I mean, I could have been Chirelli. Wait, was it Chirelli? Or was it Bob Nicholson? Nicholson or McTavish. Nicholson or McTavish. I could have been one of them yeah. and just vetoed everyone. Or you could have just taken a mediocre second overall pick. And we're also not going to be doing an opening question this week because we need to save time because the NHL is coming back. Kind of. Oh, and sort of. not actually certainly. On Tuesday, May 26, Gary Bettman was on Tim and Sid on Sportsnet, and he announced the NHL's return to play plan. Basically, he just outlined how the NHL would come back and a tentative deadline with no actual firm dates. He also talked about the the lottery draft system, but we're actually going to be saving that for next week, in part to give us time to figure out what the heck the whole system is. But for the playoff system... What he announced is that there's going to be 24 teams as opposed to the normal 16. That includes everyone from Boston, who was number one, down to Montreal at 24. The top four teams in each conference, who we'll outline later, are getting a bye, but they'll do a little play or a round robin. I guess not a plan, but a round robin to figure out the seeding. And then the rest of the eight teams in each conference will play in a five-game playing series to see who makes the playoffs or the postseason. We aren't quite sure about the... (laughs) <laughs> titles yet so just off the rip Aaron what do you think of the playoff format Toronto screwed pretty much um <laughs> it's, it's just like it reminds it reminds me of like that Avengers meme it's like and you and it's like that Thanos thing it's like and it always brings you back to me you know? it's like it always comes full circle but I don't know it's interesting um I don't the one thing I don't like about it is like I know we said we're not touching on the lottery system but it's like even if you're an unreal team, uh, you, you got a bad draw, you, you had a bad first round, like now you have a lottery pick, like your team could be absolutely stacked. The, the playoff format itself, though, I, I, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just like a, 
it's a good thing there's hockey coming, but I feel just like most of the players had said, just like most of the management had said, it's, it's not a true hockey playoff format, so it's never going to have that same feeling. That's fair. And before I throw to other people, we should say that we are all very happy that hockey's back. Yeah. We're not about to just complain rampantly, but no, there no, is no. room for, for critique and that Aaron's is a fair one. And Paul, do you have anything to add for what Aaron said? Well, I think first thing I'm going to say is like, we're excited to have it back as long as it's done safely though. Like if there's even the smallest outbreak in one of those hotels, it's all going to get shut down. And yeah. In the end, it's just a sport. It's entertainment. We got to consider, you know, the health and safety of the players, the staff, everything. Like they were saying some guys like Domi, if doctors say he shouldn't play, he might not because of, you know, he has diabetes. And even though it's type one, um, there's still risk there. So as long as they come back safely, I'll be happy. Um, and I don't hate the playoff format, to be honest. It's different. You get to see a lot more games. and it's going to be just as tough to win the cup. So I'm excited for it. Good, good calls. And Steve, uh, I'm actually a little surprised that more people, more teams didn't object to it. Uh, other than, um, it was Carolina and Tampa. Correct. Yeah. 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 Just because like for Pittsburgh, you're facing carry price, the 24th overall team. Like I, I'm surprised that nobody, that, that, more of a fuss wasn't made about some of this overall i i think it's fine like it's gonna suck if pittsburgh gets eliminated by montreal or chicago eliminates edmonton or columbus eliminates hey, 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 Toronto. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> edmonton is not getting eliminated we're not saying that <laughs> the patrick kane effect that's all i'm saying but yeah. like even though it's going to take a while for things to get going again it's going to be good to have hockey back and it's going to be it's going to be good for this the sport to be to be back itself. Yeah, I agree. I I think the NHL probably did as best they could in their mission of you know making sure everyone is somewhat appeased. Um, the only one thing that sorry to cut you off. The only one thing I'm going to throw this out there that I truly didn't like about it was the buys because to me I always think back to how Tampa was that one seed in the East that. There was that huge upset, and nobody saw that coming. But now there's never going to be in this season. There is no upset. There's there's no like huge upset in the first round that throws everybody for a while. Like you know, no. Well, I mean, Chicago beating Edmonton wouldn't. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and that's but, the title of this video. Well, let's let's actually stay on that for a bit. The the buys. Aaron doesn't like it because it kind of takes a bit of the drama out. I think there's another layer to add to it is kind of the black and white debate, even though there's definitely a lot of gray area for it, but what is better going a seven game series and having no rest and, but you know, having played all those games or being in a four game series and getting a ton of rest, but then being in less game shape. Uh, The argument could be made that the people playing in the round robin getting the buys won't have that competitive edge that the people coming out of the playing rounds would have. So Paul, or actually Steve, I threw Paul last time. What, what do you, where do you stand on that? I think just with how this year's gone and what it's done for the, uh, like having having the sport basically almost canceled in March, to come back at this point, it's it's not exactly fair for those teams, but there's not much else you can really do. 
Like you could you could extend both to seven, I guess. But I don't know. I think it's fine. And Paul, I think it could, it's going to come down to how they decide to move forward after the play-ins. Like if they they haven't decided if they're going to do like a bracket system or reseeding. But if you do end up doing reseeding, then I think the round robin on the in the top four teams they're going to have more incentive to play better right because you're going to want to finish higher so you can play the lower end seeds in the end but if they go with a bracket then are they going to like does it really matter where they finish Mm -hmm. so it's going to come down to what they decide on that part yeah it would definitely be a lot of incentive for the receding receding on the western side because you know, then you get the opportunity to play Edmonton after the playing rounds, and that's or sorry, damn it, I was Chicago. Ah, oh, I had it all lined up. You gave <laughs> it your best shot. You said what you spoke from the heart. You know, Edmonton's <laughs> the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, finally happy. Uh, now, no, we'll... like one, the one thing I would say, like, and I thought about this a lot, and I'm gonna throw this out to you guys. Like, what do you think? I know we we don't want to spend too too much time, but like something I thought was, why not just do a complete lottery system? for the playoffs like make it an east versus west but they're obviously they're not they can't mix both east and west but what do you think about a full lottery system where it's just they pull it a, a random number generator and it's like yeah bought and they everybody has to play each other there's no buys but it's like they take let's say two teams out for whatever reason and they, those two teams go to the lottery so florida and whoever and then it's like boston could end up playing toronto sure but Boston could also end up playing the other team that ended up getting a bye. Just that way, it's like it's completely random and there's no set efficiency based on the standings. I don't like that just because there should, like, this regular season didn't finish, but there should still be some importance to that. Like, I, I agree with that. Uh, if you do that, it kind of does take away any advantage that teams had gained in the regular season. Like, even. Pittsburgh coming in seventh in the NHL, they still managed to get home ice advantage for a playing round while that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of is dwarfed to the fact that other people, you know, get an automatic playoff berth or whatever the next round is called. Um, I do, I do think it takes a bit away from the regular season. Just a, just a quick question, suggestion. Unless like to build on that, you could always do how many on each side, make it again, eight, 12, 12. So what if you took, the top half, so top six, based on points percentage or whatever standings, and then you have so if Boston was first, they pick who they play, and then you move your way down. It's mm. kind of like Aaron's, but it's a little different, and that way you're rewarding the top teams for where they finish. Now the only issue I see there is in keeping with the 24 team system. Starting, you can't. It's it would be basically impossible to start or to finish that playoffs without a buy, right? Because if you go from twelve, you get down to six, then you're down to three, and you got an uneven number. Oh right. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I advocate for that system in the eighteen playoff that we usually, or sorry, the sixteen team. I think that is just awesome. But nevertheless, I don't think it would work here. But I do have a very philosophical question for you gentlemen Uh oh what does the playing around count as a playoff game or a regular season game and let me paint you a picture nick robertson takes the ice for game one in wherever the city is he just dusts pierre luc dubois on the wing comes down 
rips a shot, bar down, Corby Salad never saw it coming, or Merzlikens, whichever one. Did Robertson just get his first career NHL point, or did he get his first playoff point? I mean, isn't it your... Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, quick. Well, we're going to be discussing this a lot more, but right off the bat, I want everyone to say what their first reaction is with regards to whether it's a playoff or regular season. So, Aaron, is it playoff or regular season? One word. What do you think? Playoff. Steve? Playoff. Paul? Regular season. Interesting. So let's start there, Paul. Why is it regular season? Honestly, it's just because they're calling it a play-in that gets you to the playoffs. Had they just literally just rename it, to the play-ins being part of the playoffs, it's a playoff point. But technically, it's not. So you're in this gray area where it's not really a regular season, but it's also not really the playoffs. I don't know, because also, who looks at playoff points, really? When you're analyzing a player, how often do you look at their playoff performance? Consmice. Yeah, Consmice I was about voting. to say. So what if, like, <laughs> yeah, what if Edmonton, there you go, I'm giving, it, I'm giving this to you, Aaron. What if Edmonton goes on to win the cup, but, or, you know, let's say Edmonton gets to the final and loses to, let's say, Boston. Hey. Um, sorry. But McDavid picked up like 15 points in a five round or a five game playing around against Chicago. He almost certainly would win the Conn Smythe. You know, let's say he has that. He's just the odds on favorite to win it. Who was the last count? player, though, to like really win the Conn Smythe that wasn't on the winning team? Well, I guess you didn't yeah. listen to our last year's podcast or last week's pod- podcast. No, I'm just, just no, I know, I, I heard it, but it's like it makes you think. Like, there's a few, but there's never really a consistency it, for it the best. Yeah, it doesn't True. happen okay. often. So yeah. let me—it's pretty let me, biased. Let like, me restart this. Um, Edmonton wins the cup. Thank McDavid you. gets 15 points in the playing <laughs> round. Drysaddle gets none, but for the rest of the playoffs, Drysaddle outscores McDavid for like by like five points. And, and Drysaddle plays better. But in that playing round, McDavid basically willed Edmonton out of there. Like, do those points count as playoffs? Or are they counting as regulars? Like, wh- how do you reconcile more just for bookkeeping reasons what this is? Well, I was going to ask Aaron, like, you watch a lot more Edmonton games than all of us. Yeah. Who do you think is a better all-around player, Leon or McDavid? Whoa. This is a bit of an aside. That's, okay. No, so, I'm, I'm going to get to something. Don't worry. Just, oh, okay. Who do you think is like the all-around player? Most impact on well, both most, of you guys. Most impact? Yeah, McDavid, man. Like, yeah, you so you if you're going to then say, all right, Leon got more points in the actual playoffs, mm-hmm. but you got to look at McDavid's all-around game. Leon is not exactly the greatest in his own end. I think you need to get away from just using points for Conn Smythe. So... I would still, like, even if that's the case, I would still go McDavid if he plays better, obviously. But that's what I was getting at. I get that. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but, like, the one thing that I would think to do is, and, like, again, different sport, but look at the NBA. They don't have an overall playoffs MVP. They have a finals MVP for the yeah. final series. So it's, like, I can appreciate that, where it's, like, to your point, to Max's point, it's, like, let's say when Edmonton wins the Cup, that... um McDavid carries them through the first two rounds, but Drysaddle's the best in the end. Like you're gonna, you're gonna give it to Drysaddle because he was the one who ended up 
helping you at the most important time. Like look at look at look at exactly look at Kessel. However many years ago when he he deserved the con Smythe for his yep. playoff performance, but didn't get it because he didn't. He, he was very good in the finals, like the final cup run, but he he wasn't the guy in the last series, so they didn't give it to him. So yeah, I agree with you. So like I would say. Definitely, I would say definitely change the con Smythe. Like, I know it's like, whoa, like you can't change history, but like, look into it. Like, you can't, you can't say one guy carried us through the playoffs. It's just not realistic. It's but round by round, guy. round by round, exactly. It's a but war, like, right? One guy gets beat up one round, but he was unreal. The next, he's not the guy because he's recovering. As someone else steps up, exactly. So, like, I would say definitely look in, if there's a way to definitely change the way that you hand out the award. And it's more of like a series versus an overall playoff performer because the playoffs are a grind and like it's a team sport. You can't say this one guy carried us this entire playoff, but there can be one guy who made this much more of an impact to get us our trophy. So is the play in a playoff <laughs> or a regular season game? We kind of went into a more of a discussion. I blame the NHL all. awards are stupid. Well, yeah. Uh, um, my answer, my answer is playoffs. Just for the simple fact of, they don't have the option to play against these bottom feeder teams. Like, uh, and I don't mean that in a rude way. Like, Robertson could easily go out there and get his first point against them, but it's it's not an option. Like, they, they are set to play Columbus, then Boston. There's a certain path. The playoffs, you have to go through a certain path to reach the finals to get that cup. That is where they are. Now, let me throw a wrench in here, and Steve, I'm going to you next. Gary Bettman both said that the regular season is over and that the play-ins are not a playoff. So the real answer is it doesn't count for anything. It's yeah, like preseason. The real answer is that yeah. it's just going to like go into the like abyss of NHL yeah. stats. No, during that conversation, I was thinking, it was like, if you really think about it, it shouldn't count for either. Like, not all the teams are in, so you can't have it count for the regular season. Also, the regular season is done. And then it's not the playoffs. Like if you had to choose between the two, it's more playoffs than regular season. But with the third option, it's definitely it's definitely neither. Yeah, take that, Paul. Yeah, no. What after this conversation, call? I'm kind of leaning towards the playoffs. <laughs> too, so. But well, he's right. You- like it's literally middle ground. Like there's <laughs> realistically, it's neither. But I agree with you guys. I think I'm leaning towards now. If you had to pick one, probably playoffs. Well, do you think they come up with like a new acronym instead of playoff points uh, or regular season points? It's like shortened season points or lockout points because they could then just merge it with the 0-4-5 season. No, I, I they did because they there was it? no season. Uh, I don't know. It's I think it's too rare of an occasion, right? Exactly. Like, but it, but yeah, it things I think it's just a one time. Yeah, like let's. But you never know. Like maybe they, this the they could have a lockout in a couple of years where it's like that could be a shortened season too baseball has wild card games yeah that's a good comparison because technically that's not really playoffs what, where those kind of is, is but it is considered playoffs even though it is a play like it's to get not. into a playoff round yeah mm-hmm. the wild card is not a playoff round but it is a playoff game very nuanced but We'll take the fire escape on this question and say it's just postseason, which is what the NHL did. It's very funny. <laughs> um, but we're going to move on to the next one or the next topic, which is the hub city options. Now, Bettman on Tuesday outlined 10 potential cities that they were looking at uh, and that they're going to be picking two 
uh, to host the games. So the cities are Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, Los Angeles, Minnesota, or Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. There are pros and cons to all of them, but where where do we think that they're going to go? I kind of have two places that, that I have in mind, but you guys can start it off. Whoever wants to take the, take the mantle here can go for it. I, I'll take a final. I'll just go for it. Nobody's speaking up. It's hard to ignore the number of cases in the States versus Canada. And it's like, especially in the larger cities. So Los Angeles to me is, is problematic. It doesn't make big, sense, really. It doesn't make sense because wouldn't you want your athletes in the, the least amount of risk? So when I think of Toronto, yeah, it has the infrastructure, it has the space, it has everything to fit the teams, but it doesn't have the seclusion that it, it would, the teams would need, you know? Sure. So when I think of cities like, like Vancouver, yeah, that could work because it's on the West Coast. That could be the Western stop. It's, it's in Canada, so like the, the stops, or not the stops, the, the cases and the, the opportunity to get it is a lot less than being in the States. There's also just not many cases in BC. Exactly, yeah. like very little. So, But then you have to think all these people coming from all around the world, Sweden, Finland, Russia, whatever, the States, it's also that they could be putting more people at risk in BC. So it's like, would you really want to expose that to a community where there isn't much? But then you have to weigh it. It's like, do the athletes really have it? Are they really at risk? Like there's so many back and forth. I would say my two cities that I was thinking of was, was Vancouver because yeah, like I said, it's, it's a low risk and, but it's also like a high risk for the people of Vancouver. And then for the East, it was, um, I know it's not ideal, but like Chicago used to be in the East. Like it's like, it's close enough where it's like, that's like a major hub city where it's, I think there's too many people in Chicago. But yeah, is, Chicago's another busy place. It's not that it's not a busy place, but it's also that it's the center point for every aspect where it's Chicago hasn't had a skyrocket amount like New York or like Los Angeles or like all these other places. They've definitely had their cases, and I'm not saying they haven't, but it's also why do you have to have one set city that hosts the West and one set city that hosts the East? Why can't Chicago host the East, but also, but then the team plays in the West? You know, it's like, it, I don't know. It's that, that was I, my thinking of it. But you could. I I actually agree with that. Uh, that last part there. I don't think you have to have one team in the East and one team in the West. I like for me, my two choices would be Edmonton and Vegas. Like Edmonton, yeah. It's a big city. There's all the amenities you need, and there's almost no cases. It, it's perfect for that. And Vegas. With all the hotels there, you can easily isolate a team. There's probably oh, not that many people going to Vegas. I, I actually haven't looked that up. So there's probably some some places that are just empty, just rented out. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now, I could also be totally wrong on this, but my understanding too, this hasn't been confirmed or denied, is that they're going to try and pick a team in the Eastern or a city in the Eastern Conference and a city in the Western Conference because the city in the Eastern Conference will host the Western Conference teams because, you know, if the Eastern, the one Eastern Conference team that would be there 
gets an advantage by kind of knowing the rank, right? Like if Detroit was in it, you wouldn't host it at Joe Louie because there's so many bounces, or even when there was Joe Louie, you wouldn't host it there because there are so many bounces that basically only Detroit knew about, right? So I think yeah. that they're going to be going for an East and West type of thing and swap them over. So if we did, mm. if they did go to Edmonton, Toronto, Columbus, uh, Pittsburgh, Montreal, all those teams would be going to Edmonton and all that. Interesting. So, I don't, I don't like that. Problematic. Like, yeah, that seems like it's a lot more travel issue wise and putting a lot more pressure on the league and even the teams themselves to not figure that out. Not just that you're kind of alienating those teams fans. Because if you're in Edmonton and then you have people out here and like, uh, like fans of Toronto and Montreal watching those games, some of those games are going on until like one, two a.m. Okay, mm-hmm. but for this for this format, they're going to be going all day. Like you, have- no, no, yeah, but you still will have those games that go into the night. Oh, they just started a little earlier. Like if you have every Eastern Conference team there, they're probably going to be more on the Eastern Conference time standard. I don't. Mm. I don't see that as too much of an issue. So, games would start what, like ten a.m. Edmonton time, which is noon in Ontario. And I think, yeah, yeah about games, that. Four games in, and you're out till midnight during a quarantine. That's not, or up till midnight. I don't think that's too out of the ordinary for most fans. I mean, games look, end at eleven here anyway. I mean, look, That's if I get to watch account. Edmonton play some more, I am never going to object. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I also want to see the rival, like, like Steven's right. Like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to see, like, as much as I love Edmonton-Chicago rivalry, it's huge. Like, no, I'm kidding. It's really not. But I was going to say, I, I would rather see a Toronto, I'd rather see a Toronto-Boston series in the playoffs than an Edmonton-Chicago as much as I am an Edmonton man, just because I know the, the history there. You know, like it, I would rather that be more prime time for me, being from being from Toronto, knowing the history and whatnot. And Stevens right, like yeah, it ta- it alienates from fans, it takes it away. Well, then they'll probably just play it at our play it at the best Toronto time, which would be what? Yeah, nine? but most I I'm pretty sure most of the Eastern Conference is about this time zone. No, I know. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, I, I think it, it. I think it's a bigger issue when you're th- talking about a team or a, a sport that's trying to get all as many people watching as possible to get more people into it and to get as much revenue. Revenue. But as if possible. they're coming back, they're going to have any everyone and anyone watching them anyway, because they're the first. They're the first league in North America to announce plans to come back. So in theory, they're ahead. They're ahead of everyone else in coming back. I don't. I. I think it's. I think it'd be fine. Like, are you telling me you wouldn't stay up till two to watch the Leafs? No, up? I work at eight a.m. Yeah, exactly. Like some people work <laughs> to watch. I know you. Well, yeah, but that's just the small amount, right? Like, let's say there are these people that do have agendas that where the Leafs would, like you said, play till eleven. Now play till two. That's an extra three hours of their life. They have to it's an extra up. full game. Yeah, it's an extra full game. But then how does the Stanley Cup final even happen? Because there's always a West Coast team. Well, at this, when, it's a Stan, when it's the Stanley Cup final, there's less teams, so you don't have them going all throughout the day, so you can start it earlier. But they don't. But they don't start earlier. Something to also We're, think about is like when you're choosing the hub cities, like you also have to think that they should be close enough where those two teams don't have to travel too far. That's something else because it's like, let's say they are playing Vancouver and then they choose 
Florida. They wouldn't go to Florida. It's not even an option, but like, let's say it's opposite ends, opposite countries. Like that is a lot of travel and a lot of issue with that. In my opinion, they'd have to choose two cities that are close enough that just limit the risk, but both have the East and the West. But even though that's what they want, but I don't think it's required. I think for the finals though, you'd probably just stick with one. Yeah. They're just one bring the two teams. To yeah one because yeah. especially depending on what canada does like if you come into the country you need to quarantine for two weeks so say if you did have like vancouver and, and i don't know vegas or whatever if that's the finals they're not going to go back and forth because you would delay things so much coming back into canada no right? no, no no i don't <laughs> mean two weeks between forth. games i don't mean the back and forth but it's like what i mean is how do you distinguish? Let's say that I'm saying when you choose the hub cities, okay, you want your playoffs to be consistent, to work at uh, like a certain pace, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So when you, when, when you have the playoffs, let's say a team gets swept, then they have to wait two weeks to play this next team because they went seven games. That other team's waiting. But it's like in this format, in order to catch up for next season, in order to get the lottery going, in order to get everything back on track, they have to follow a, like a tight agenda. So do you really think that if, let's say, they travel cross-country, so that, let's say they choose Los Angeles and they choose Toronto, and then they, they were like, all right, we ought to choose one of these two cities that the other team's going to. Let's say they choose another neutral city. That's more travel on both teams, more risk on both teams, that now they have to take that extra time. And it messes with their playoffs, right? Like It, it takes away from the, 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 oh, yeah, we wake up. All right, next day we're traveling to the next city. And then we're we're play, we're practicing, and then we're going like two days later, three days later. You know, well, I think I think the wherever the finals are being held, it won't be a Canadian city just because of that fourteen day quarantine. Right. Honestly, I don't think a Canadian city would be chosen anyways because of the quarantine period. Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't think it's it, yeah. it's really a, a great option. Well, but I think they're going to be they're going to have like a three or two week training camp, so that could that serve basically as the quarantine period. So you miss you miss two of the three week training camp because you're quarantined. Well, you do dry training. It's not like they haven't been doing that. I mean, but yeah. then they haven't really been yeah, skating for God knows how many months. So like, isn't the hockey player's job is to skate? Like, wouldn't you want to yeah. get as much time on the ice as you can? Well, so that's not going to be starting until early July anyway. So as long as the these cities are chosen relatively soon, people can get there and get their quarantine period done. If it's in Canada, you can get your quarantine period done before that starts. But they have to be chosen. Nevertheless, we will move on here. But we would be remiss to not mention the uh, the fact that Minnesota is considered an option, or the Minneapolis one. And I, we actually thought it was a great option. Um, but there's obviously some uh, heavy stuff going on down there. And we at get off the ice and get off the mic wanted to, you know, wish everyone well and hope that everyone's safe and that we, you know, commit our support and our and are on the side of the people protesting black lives matter it it's all it's not a question of anything it's just basic human rights but we'll be moving on here to a new segment because it's always a new segment except for like twice uh and it's our playoff segment so we're going to be previewing every playing round so maybe it's not the playoff segment it's just the postseason segment do you guys see what i did there (laughs) Uh, every struggling comedian hopes to get so basically what we're going to do here is we're going to present the play-in opponents 
and our established guests, smart guests, are going to choose who they think will win. But there's a caveat. They can't be unanimous. So, for instance, we have Team A playing Team B. If Paul is first and he picks Team A, that's cool. If Aaron's second and he picks Team B, great. Steve can pick whoever he wants. And then whoever's in the minority, whoever is the one relative to the two versus one vote, will have to defend that team. And then we'll see if anything changes. I doubt it. But maybe it will. And then we'll just rotate through. If two players pick, or the first two guys pick Team A, then the third person has to pick Team B and defend them. It'll become far clearer as we get on. So without further ado, Calgary, the eighth seed, versus the ninth seed, Winnipeg. Paul is going to start us off. Paul, who do you think? One word answers. Uh, Winnipeg. Wow. Aaron? Calgary. Ooh, I did not expect this to start off like this. So what we have here is Steve will get to decide who has to defend themselves. Either Paul has to defend Winnipeg. Sorry, Steve. Or Aaron has to defend Calgary. Steve, where are you going? I'm going Calgary, too. There we have it. Paul, you are on the spot. See if you can convince anyone. Uh, Go listen to our last podcast. Oh, okay, but I don't have time to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, please, explain, please, please explain to me. Like, I've never listened to Get Off the Mic and let's heard of this page before. Please, Paul. Uh, basically, that a podcast that talks about hockey things by <laughs> hockey nerds for hockey nerds. <laughs> That's a good okay. plug. That's a good plug. Do a quick Explain why they're going to win like I'm five. Well, we went over a couple of the matchups last episode and... Mac and I both kind of agree that Winnipeg could make a decent run. I think it's going to come down to goaltending because Hellebuck has been unbelievable. He's been able to carry the team, and Calgary has been quite shaky in the net. And so for Winnipeg to come out, they're going to need Hellebuck to be his heart slash Vesna self. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I think that's what it's going to come down to. And Winnipeg... Seems like they might have a little bit stronger offense as well, or more well-rounded. It's their defense is weak, but like we said last week, Pittsburgh won two cups with next to nobody on their blue line, so not too concerned about that. Alrighty, well, one of you guys can take the mantle for Calgary. You guys just make some quick points because you are the majority here. Why do you, who who do you want to submit as your representative? Aaron, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll just say like two things and like you can just hop in right after if you want. Like you'll be quick. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, Calgary, their top line is unmatched. Plus Kachuk is, I feel like he could reach a new level. They have age in their lineup on their, their blue line that have experience from one to six, even seven or eight, if they call anybody up, like they have experience. And like you said, Paul, like Detroit or Pittsburgh, I mean, won the cup with barely anybody on their blue line, but like imagine that people did, they did have their blue line and it was solid <laughs> all the way, all the way down. They wouldn't have had some like shaky moments where they almost lost Ottawa. Right. So um, I would say Calgary's blue line and then they have a better one, two tandem versus just relying on one guy. You I just Lauren Prasois. <laughs> Edmonton Thursday. legend. I think, I think uh, Calgary's just more hungry given everything that they've gone through this year with uh, Bill Peters uh, not having a great start. Like, I think they're hungry. 
All right. Well, has anyone changed their minds? Did Paul manage to sway anyone or did Paul want to switch? No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, like I, I realized I'm hungry now, but. Calgary <laughs> <laughs> takes it and Aaron's hungry. Next. Aaron, you're going to start us off here, then Steve, and then Paul. Seventh seed Vancouver versus 10th seed Minnesota. I go Vancouver. Steve? Yeah, Vancouver. All right, Paul. For the second straight time, you're in the minority. <laughs> um, so why do you truly and genuinely believe that Minnesota is the better team? <laughs> um, well, they were one of the hottest teams. No, they were one of the hottest teams to close out the season. I think in their last 10, they were like seven wins and, I don't know, two and one or something like that. Um, they were on a nice little streak. So if they can pick up where they left off, maybe they could give Vancouver a run for their money because Vancouver is still not all that experienced. They're a young team. They haven't made the playoffs in quite a while. So maybe the veteran leadership there could push them. Um, maybe it is a shot. Your maybes really do inspire the confidence. <laughs> Steve, why, why is again Vancouver going to win? Elias Pettersson. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> right, Aaron, do you have anything more to add, or is that enough? I mean, I just, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you look at the, uh, you, I mean, you could throw Louis Domingue in there. He's up there, but whoa, you know, no, just Vancouver is just more more depth to me than Minnesota. It's like, sorry, I don't trust a team with. A forty-year-old Eric Stahl, a forty-year-old Miku Koivu, and a guy who never could find consistency in Galchenyuk as your best go-to guys to try and win you the series. Also, Markstrom's had a great year. Markstrom too, yeah. And they just got to Foley, so yeah. Nope, Vancouver for sure. Paul, if you had the chance, would you have switched? I would have picked Vancouver in the first place. But... Nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> All right, Steve, you're starting us off here for actually. I think this one could be quite close. Six Nashville or eleven Arizona. Sorry, the numbers are seeds. Steve, Nashville. Paul, Arizona. Ooh. Aaron. I'm so sorry, Paul, but it's Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Time in a row, Paul. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want this much airtime on our podcast anymore. <laughs> Well, I'm going to kind of go back to saying last episode again. We talked about Arizona um, and Nashville not having a great tandem. It's very similar to the Calgary-Winnipeg thing, actually, because Pekka Rene has not been good. UC Saros was not very good, but then he, too, uh, finished the season very well, actually. His stats were quite good, so I assume he'd be the starter, but... I think maybe Taylor Hall finally getting a shot at being in playoffs might find another gear, uh, help prove himself that he can be the guy. Uh, you got Phil Kessel, the man. He will had a great show year. up. Yeah, not a great year, but he has the experience. He's won cups. He's we talked about him earlier. He was pretty unreal in those runs. Um, and if Kemper can play, if he's 100% healthy and he can play up to his also Vesna caliber that he was going at before getting injured. 
they might surprise. Nashville doesn't have the offensive power. If they can control the game, then Nashville might have the edge. But if Arizona can get through that defense, I think there's a good shot that they can move on. All right, Steven, would you mind if I just take this one real quick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nashville does not have offense. I'm sorry, Kyle Turris is your fourth-line center. Take that and just turn your point around. No, like, I, I, the Arizona's fourth-line center, I, I can't even tell you who it is, Brad Richardson probably. Like, it is just some respect. That scores goals. That scores Arvidsson, Craig Smith, uh, Forsberg. Smith. Forsberg and Arvidsson probably. You can put Duchesne on there. He was, he was on a tear. He was on a tear at some point this year. If Johansson can finally hit that level, Nashville's like depth one through twelve is can't Arizona can't match it. Sorry, like don't forget like defense. Oh, I was that was my next point. That was my (laughs) next point. Arizona, can you tell me who Ilya Lubshkin is? I've never heard of this guy before. I just looked up Arizona's lineup in front of me, and he is on their top pairing with Ekman Larson because uh, Chitrin's injured, and Chitrin ain't coming back anytime soon. Johansson still out. Uh, no, I believe he was there. But if you can tell me that you can you can win a playoff series with Ekman Larson and Ilya Lubshkin as your top pairing, all right, then, the then Pittsburgh and Ron Hainsey top pairing. <laughs> Ron Hainsey had what a a lot of experience, like very well recognized player. But he wasn't. He had never had playoff experience. No. Against but like against Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis. Sorry. I think you mean Ryan Ellis and his partner, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, saying so they're two best defensemen. We'll, we'll move on here. Nashville does win that one, I presume, given by the 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 passion Aaron spoke with. Um, but for the record, I also actually leaned Arizona, mostly because for injuries and hunger. I think Ilya Lubshkin. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Paul. Fifth seed Edmonton or twelfth seed Chicago? This one has been teed up all podcasts. Let's let's break Aaron down. I'm saying Chicago just to piss Aaron off. <laughs> we already know my answer, Edmonton. <laughs> Steve? Well, I was gonna say Chicago to piss Aaron off. <laughs> so right, I'll stick right, with that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's restart. I actually, let's restart. I actually think they have a chance. <laughs> let's restart without trying to piss Aaron off. <laughs> That's no fun. Paul, who do you think is going to win? Edmonton. Aaron. Without trying to piss Aaron off. Aaron pissing Aaron off? Well, that would be interesting. Edmonton, for sure. And so Steve, and Steve actually told me beforehand, he was actually leading Chicago anyway. So we have a third. I think there's an upset. So, or sorry, Steve, what do you, why, why will Chicago beat Edmonton? I think, I think that they can. I don't think they'll win the cup, but I think they can get past the first round. You can't like I get Edmonton has McDavid and Drysaddle. Um, they definitely have the advantage. I think Crawford's fine. You have Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. I think there's a chance for an upset. Like a really I'm quiet. Give Paul a break <laughs> because Paul's been talking a lot. So Aaron. Why oh, is Edmonton... Oh, just was, just I was, destroy I was, me. I was waiting to get teed up. All right, here we go, boys. So you got two guys who can get over 100 points a year. You, you, can't, you can't sit back and just like ignore that. Two, two guys, 100 points. Then you got Nuge, unreal two-way player. He can play in your third-line center. He can play first-line left wing. You got the grit. You got the size. You got everything you need up front. You got James Neal, not ideal, 20-goal scorer on your fourth line. 
can't match that. Chase on, fourth line, can't match that. Defense, not, you don't have, like, a, a stud. You don't have, like, your Duncan Keith. Sorry, Duncan Keith ain't a stud anymore. Maybe, like, five years ago, not, not anymore. One through six, definitely going Edmonton. You got Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse, Bear, Russell, Benning. I'm not, I'm not taking Ole Mata over any of those guys. Not a chance. Goalies? Any of them? Any of them. <laughs> any of them. Not even Chris Russell. That guy blocked shots with his face. Chris Russell and Matt Benning are like negative players. Yeah, but they, they blocked shots. Numbers. When I think of Chris Russell, I think of the movie Goon, how he puts his face right in front of the puck, wins him the game, loses about six teeth, and calls it a game. Calls it a game. But and no. then you forget the part where he blocks out. the shot, then they take the puck back and just... Yeah, but we're looking at the positives here. <laughs> all right, all right, sorry. I'll, I'll stay out. And then goal, right. goalie tandem, like Crawford's just too inconsistent for me. And then Malcolm Subban, great backup. But like the Koskinen, everybody thought overpaid, useless. He is overpaid. I'm not going to disagree, but he's not useless. Like he had a very good season. Mike Smith had a very good season. And I think the one-two there would be the consistency of Crawford Subban. All right. I just want to say I enjoyed this. If anyone wants to switch, for whatever reason, could be logical or not, you can. I'll stick. Paul? Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle. So I'll just right. stay where well, I am. Then to piss Aaron off, I'll break the tie and go Chicago. Chicago mm. You heard it here first. Chicago is going to upset Edmonton in a three-game <laughs> and then go on to win the cup. They aren't going to lose a single game. And then they're going to win the draft lottery, even though that's not how it works. So, Aaron. I hope, I hope Tyler Ennis shows up at your house. I hope Edmonton <laughs> loses in this and then goes on to pick Lafreniere. Oh, that would be nice. Just max chaos. I'd settle for that. Aaron. Yes. Eighth seed Toronto or ninth seed Columbus? Mm, Columbus. Really? Steve. Toronto. Paul? Toronto. Aaron, you're on the spot. As much as I wanted to say Toronto, I'm not sold. Sorry, like their consistency this year was just uh, they could have the best game of their life. They could also have be blown out by 12, and I wouldn't be surprised. Columbus wasn't even supposed to be in the playoffs. They, weren't even, they were supposed to be bottom five team after losing everybody, after going all in, and they turned everything around. They have a better defense for me. And again, I always think defense wins championships. You can have as much offense as you want, but I'd say Columbus having a better top tier in consistency versus Toronto. And then they also have better size, just honestly, because even though Toronto, you can say Matthews is big, he's 6'3", like he doesn't use his frame. Where you have Nick Felino, like same size, but will absolutely, he would run Matthews over. Like playoffs is aggressive skill and it's like a whole new level and i think columbus with torts would just have the edge i don't know why i want to say toronto because again i I want toronto to succeed but i also just think columbus has that edge because you see what boston was able to do to them the last couple times they played washington even with their size and the skill i think columbus has the same thing Stephen Paul, I kind of just assumed you guys would just talk over each other because you're both diehard Toronto fans. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wants to go, don't don't rush. They're, Columbus's biggest issue is goaltending. Like Merzlikens was good with Corpusalo down, and I don't know if Corpusalo is back or will be back. Most likely, 
it's the same thing with my article. I can't put him high on Corpusalo high on the redraft because he's just not consistent. Like he had a nine eleven this year. That's great. Last two years he had an eight ninety six, I wanna say. He's not a he's not a great goaltender. Mm-hmm. And they just don't have the firepower up front. They have Pierre Luc Dubois. He's great. What else? He's the fifth best forward on the Leafs. See William Nylander. No, I, I think he's better than William Nylander. <laughs> I, I just there's they have no firepower. I'm holding it until Paul says something. Yeah, I'm nervous to play them for sure. Oh, definitely. Sure. But I think when it comes down to it, the way Torch coaches his team, I'm taking this from actually uh, the Steve Dangle podcast. They talked about the matchup, and Steve was saying. In a five-game series and being off for so long, it's kind of like a restart. And that was when we saw Leafs just go full-out offensive crazy powerhouse and mm-hmm. disregard everything structural. And if they can come in and do that again, I don't think Torts has enough time to really prepare and coach his way through such a short series. And you look at last year, Boston <coughs> didn't really – push us around as much as everybody thinks. We actually out-hit them for no, most Kendrick of the series. Well, yes, that was n- not so good. But I don't. I think if it comes down to it, especially with Keith, it seemed like they started to use their body a little more. You saw Matthews not doing anything crazy like crushing guys, but he used his body more effectively. He knocked guys off the puck. Um, you get Mikheyev back. He's annoying as hell. Hyman's annoying as hell. I think they can stand their own against Columbus. It's going to come down to, are they going to be that offensive powerhouse team, or are they going to absolutely stink up the joint, like Aaron said? I'm just, consistency. I'm just going to jump back in. I, I, I'm not, I know we don't go back and forth on this, but I just want to point one thing out. Columbus sitting as the ninth seed team when this all ended. I'll read you off their injury list. Josh Anderson, Cam Atkinson, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Seth Jones, Alexander Texier, Nathan Gerby, Ryan Murray. Those are like all guys that would be in their regular lineup and they were still winning without them. And it's like, to your point, yeah, Torts may not be able to coach the way he wants, but you were missing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that are in your everyday lineup. And yeah, and then what if, what if you get Corpus Allo back and he does hit that level? Like, this is all things to consider where Toronto had their lineup. Sure, they were missing one guy like Riley for a long period of time or CC. Yeah, I don't know. Like you could make the injury argument for the Leafs too. They were one of the most sure. injured teams in the league. So having everybody back healthy, it's good for both teams. Yeah. Oh, it's for good for a good series. For the record, main games lost. One is Pittsburgh, two is Columbus, three is Toronto. So it is it is somewhat equal. Yeah. Uh Toronto did lose high end players for a little bit, but they also lost some low end. So in actual of like war which is wins above replacement loss i still think they're third pittsburgh's like first by like 20 years yeah it's not even close they lost like everything and i'm pretty sure columbus is still second in that so good arguments but is anyone switching no no like i'm terrified of playing yeah. columbus in the first round it's not like this like, was an easy decision no, <laughs> like no. they they swept the record set in tampa bay lightning last year of course they had panarin and uh duchene but still and Bobrovsky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, It'll be I, good. As much yeah. as I want to say Toronto, because again, like 
I, I am I do like Toronto a lot. Like they're second to Edmonton. Being from here, it's like I want to see them succeed, but it's just like that that feeling, you know, like it just reminds me too much or I'm too scared of them because they remind me so much of Boston. Yeah. All right. Now on to the least exciting series in the whole darn system. <laughs> The seventh seed Islanders versus the tenth seed Panthers. Steve, you have the privilege of this riveting matchup first. Uh, I'm just going to say the Islanders. They play a. Hey, 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 a, hey, 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 hey. Oh, sorry. Word answers. Forgot about that. Gosh. Steve's disqualified. Paul. Cool. Uh, um, I don't even know or care about this series. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, I guess Islanders. All right, Aaron. Uh, you had to do me like that, eh? Sorry. Right. I'll take Florida if you want. No, it's fine. I'll, I'll go for it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this isn't supposed to be civil. <laughs> you're right. No, don't do it. No, it's fine. Um, Florida, I mean, your top line is, it is what it is. Like, you got a good two-way center. He's, like, very good in Barkov. Huberto hits 90 consistently. He has, like, this. He was going to hit it this year. Hit it last year. Like, he's not a nobody. As much as I want to say, like, their defense isn't anything close to what it could be, but then I could also counter my old points. It's, like, where I believe defense wins championships, like, they don't really have that. So it kind of gives me iffy, but they have had a lot of consistency in their lineup where it's – they were healthy. They were clicking. They got Hoffman to finally get going consistently. They got – they traded for Eric Halla. They, they they made some moves with Carolina, and but they, the only thing is they shift out Trocheck. So it's like they made some weird moves at the deadline that just make me question the, the the ability for the playoffs. But overall, even with their questionable moves, it's much like the argument for Columbus. They were still productive. They were still doing well. And like with Q, with Coach Q, in in Florida, like I I, I go back to the Chicago days. Like I never thought looking at the Chicago roster back then it was anything amazing like because you never know like these guys developed a lot more afterward but i think florida has like a lot of good pieces but toronto barkov dadnock huberto hoffman Halla, conley like all up front sevier then ekblad on d matheson strongman yandel so it's not like they don't have anybody they have very good pieces and the, i don't know if the islanders have as many where they just have like more top tier all right so ignoring aaron's uh arguing with himself or disproving some of his own points <laughs> Back and, and, forth, and putting Vitrano Vitrano before Barkov. Um, I, I was just reading a list. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Paul, you, you actually haven't had to talk for a bit. So Islanders, why are they going to walk Columbus? Uh, honestly, I think it's going to come down to goaltending again. Goaltending is so big in the playoffs because they can s- steal some series and they can really let you down. I don't trust Bobrovsky this year, he has not been good. He probably won't be good. I don't know. But, um, not Lanner. Uh, Varlamov and the Islanders, he's been pretty solid all year. Uh, I think that their defensive structure will really hold up against a team that struggles outside of like their top line, top two lines. Uh, I just think Islanders have the edge there but it's going to be a very i don't want to say boring series but definitely not a high scoring i think it's gonna be more of a defensive matchup i feel does anyone feel like switching or should i just put us out of our misery 
I, I want to switch to the Islanders. I don't even. Know <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sorry. I couldn't tell. <laughs> Granted, I I mean I think these two coaches are the two best coaches in the NHL. One hundred percent. It's gonna be a well coached matchup. It's like, sorry, I, whoever to me, it's like in this series, I, the Islanders have the best player simply in Barzal, and that's gonna. I make disagree. Barkov is Barkov. Well I, yeah, I I, I don't know. I feel I, I've never I've never sat there and said Barkov can simply change a game. He's a very good player. Barzal is that huge difference maker for them for me. That's that's my opinion, and everybody on the whoever listens and is on the podcast can disagree. Barzal Barkov may be the best player, but Barzal is the most impactful player on the series. That's that's fair. Yeah, I think maybe offensively, but overall, yeah, no. I think that's what he's going though. Impact offensively, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like Barkov can't. I mean, Barkov also had ninety six points last year. I'm and I'm not disagreeing. Like, but it's also like he also had Huberto who put up ninety something. He also had Dadnov who put up what was it high 60, 70 something. Barzal had who <laughs> Jordan a Jordan Eberle and Anthony Bavillier. Yeah, and he got thirty less points. So I think that kind of checks out. But I, no, but I'm just saying, like, look at who, look at the t- the tier of players one was playing with versus the other one. Wait, hold on, I'm not supposed to be a part of this. Why? Why did I? Take- <laughs> oh. I dragged you. I see you moving on. Moving on. Little. All right. What I actually think could be the best series: uh, six Carolina and eleven New York Rangers. Paul, who do you think is going to take it? Honestly, I have no idea. Those were many this words, gonna be a and none of them fun, gave a good answer. I know. It's going to be a fun <laughs> series. Um, I'll go... I'll go Carolina. Aaron? Sorry, Steven, you're talking, buddy. Carolina. Oh, I was going to pick the Rangers anyways. There you go. Uh, I think... I think this could be... This could be a, This is definitely going to be a fun matchup, uh, especially with New York just putting the Jets on. Uh, the last little while. Well, the Jets um, are actually playing Calgary. I figured you were going to say that the second it came out of my mouth, but I had to <laughs> go with it anyways. Um, Panarin's a difference maker in any series he's in, and I think that the Rangers, with Adam Fox on defense, Panarin up front, um, Sororkin? Shestyurkin. uh in net... I think I think it's I think the Rangers walk away on the edge. They they have a slight edge over Carolina. I think. Anyone feel like switching? Nope. No, I'm good. Only point I'm going to say is New York traded one of their best defensemen to Carolina at the deadline. That's it. It's true. That is true. I oh my do god! Rangers though. Because... I forgot about that. Yeah. Sorry. Eileen Rangers because they have the two best players in the series. I don't know. I, I think getting Shea and Trocheck at the deadline seriously puts them at like another yeah. level. Fair enough. That's me. That's Fair me. Enough. And on to our last one where Paul will certainly speak. Five <laughs> Pittsburgh versus 12 Montreal. Aaron, do you want to shock us? I will go Pittsburgh. No, I'm not shocking anybody. Steve, you want to give us a good shock? Uh, I'll shock you with this. Pittsburgh. You didn't shock me with that. Paul. As it began, it must end. Your, you got to defend Montreal. <laughs> give it gives give us some passion. Not some passion. No, no Minnesota maybes. Give us some Montreal musts. That was shouted from the heavens. I um, 
I think this is going to be another good matchup, though. Like, Pittsburgh should easily win this series. They are the better team. But if Price can get going, he's now hopefully healthy after all this rest. If he can come in, he could be a real series changer. I think guys like if Domi can play, Gallagher, they're all going to come out extremely hungry. This is their opportunity to prove people that they belong. And those guys are annoying to play with. If they can get under the skin of guys like Malkin, who doesn't react well to uh, annoyingness, I guess, um, they could definitely make a good little series out of this. I, I, don't, I don't even want to throw to the Pittsburgh side. So did anyone manage to <laughs> be convinced by Paul's moving argument? I can't believe it, but no. Wow. It's, it's really shocking now. Dang, I tried. Paul, you act- I thought you did fine. I, that, was a, a, that was probably as good of an argument as you could have made. Now you yeah. are free to switch sides if you, if you would like. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is going to win the series, but I think <laughs> it'll be a, a lot more interesting than people expect. All right, well, that'll do it for our playoff or postseason segment or play-in segment. Why can't they just name the goddamn thing? Um, so you heard it here. Calgary, Vancouver, Nashville, Toronto, New York Islanders, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and the Chicago Blackhawks over the Edmonton Oilers will be moving on. But we must get to the final segment and the staple of the podcast, the trivia. So for this week's trivia, we have our guys competing. They're going to be competing in a game called Name That Player. Whoa. Good cheering. Ooh. Thanks for the support. Thanks, Steve. Go, God. Here for you. <laughs> no, Aaron, Aaron plugged us, so he gets the win there. Go, God. Oh, as go. per usual, silent. Anyway, so how we play Name You did that too player. much talking earlier. Oh, <laughs> my. Talked up. I don't know if I'm ever going to get these rules out. <laughs> You're doing rules? What are we doing? Where are we? Can you explain what we're doing, Mac? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Who are you? You guys are stupid. This is so bad. Thanks. Hey, man. I'm Aaron. I'm not stupid. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> right. How you play game that player is there's going to be three clues. I'm going to say the first clue. These guys get to guess. They don't guess out loud. They guess by themselves. Once they make a guess, they can't guess again. If they guess on the first clue, they get three points. Uh, If they wait till the second clue and then guess, they get two points. If they wait till the third clue and guess, they get one point. There are 15 possible points because they're doing five players. Hopefully this goes smoothly, but it most certainly won't. So are you guys ready? I ready, I'm dad. All right. Please don't ask questions because... I know they'll be facetious. So we're not allowed to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that question. <laughs> First player is not Jake DeBrusque. The clue is this Canadian played his draft year with the USHL Tri-City Storm. USHL is the U.S. Hockey League. You guys got about five seconds here to decide whether you're guessing or not. If you nope. aren't, let me know. Nope. Nope. Steve? I already said no. I can hear you. Next. Number two. Drafted in the first round in 2010 
This player captained Canada at the 2012 World Double IIF World Juniors. This player was a Canadian World Junior captain, and he was also drafted in the first round in 2010. I have a, this is still the first person, right? I'm not dignifying questions, but yes, this is still the first person. Is anyone I have a guess. Hazard- have a guess. Okay, did you write your guess down? Yes, okay. but I, 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 I regret it now. Okay, well, you can't change it, so... I know. Is Aaron guessing? Yes. Yes. I'm not confident, but yes. I think I misjudged time. Paul, do you want to hear the third clue, or are you you willing to hazard a guess? Uh, I'm not going to guess. Playing it safe. Doesn't want to test his luck like the Sabres. All right, third clue, only for Paul. You guys can't change your answers. He scored more playoff goals than regular season goals during the uh, St. Louis Blues' 29 cup run, meaning he was a part of the St. Louis Blues' recent Stanley Cup, and in those playoffs, he scored more goals in the playoffs than in the regular season. I would like to not say my answer. Well, we're all going to say our answers. Um, I get to just, like, guess because I'm already at the end, right? So I'll just make a guess if, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, All right. You go last, actually. Okay. I, I won't I won't confirm or deny until everyone said theirs. Steve, we'll start with you since you were first to confirm. Who do you think it is? I misjudged time on this, and I regret everything. Uh, I wrote Curtis Lazar. All right. Well, it could be Curtis Lazar. He was a Canadian captain, and he was drafted in the first round. Yeah, but not Aaron. 2010. I know this is wrong. Like I wrote Jordan Everly. <laughs> Jordan Everly. I don't think he was a captain, but that, that's that's why I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't and know. Paul, uh, Robbie Fabry, and we get an Ofer in the first round. Does anyone hmm. actually know who it was? So I it's first round it's captain St. Louis. Fabry, by the way, was traded at the deadline to Detroit. Yep, and he played in the uh, twenty. So he's a Canadian. Hold on. Canadian played in the USHL, captain the team in the 2010, 20, was it 20, 2010 or 2012? 2012. He was drafted. Oh, was it Brady Shen? No. No, but you guys, like, you guys can just, like, there's no harm or foul here. No one's getting points or losing points. I'll just end the misery. Jaden Schwartz. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, he had an injury riddled season, but it was also. I remembered in the in the finals when he when he got the his he scored twelve goals in the cup run, and he only had eleven in the regular season because he had a shortened, uh, injury riddled one. But still, he had way more games, so it was big news at the time. I wasn't sure if it would be easier or not. But anyway, moving on, the scores are tied at zero. Accelerating. Clue number one: Austrian-born. This 32-year-old was drafted 14th overall in 2006. I'm going to submit my answer. Aaron's going for it. Trying to make up for the blunder. Do we want more clues? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to submit mine. All righty. Take one more clue. Yeah. All righty. So Paul and Aaron are locked in. Steve, he has a career high of 34 goals and 52 points, both in his sophomore year. And he has also played for six NHL clubs. 
I can't think of Austrian-born players. Wow. Okay, yeah. Let's go for another one. In order, those clubs drafted and played for Vancouver Canucks, then New York Islanders, then Toronto Maple Leafs, then New York Rangers, then New Jersey Devils, and currently the Arizona Coyotes. I definitely did not get it right. 32 years old. 32 years old. Austrian-born, 14th overall in 2006. Has a career high of 34 goals and 52 points in his sophomore year, which was 2008. Uh, or 2007, sorry. He's played for six NHL teams, and in, those, in order, those teams are Vancouver, the Islanders, Toronto, Rangers, New Jersey, and Arizona. He spent a lot of time in that New, Jer- in that New York area. Former well, Leafs have- are currently on Arizona. Steve, uh, you must submit a guess before I run around the table. I know it's wrong, but... That's okay. Apparently, Paul's is wrong, too. No. Mine's definitely wrong. But Aaron sounded confident. He's remained quiet, which gives me an eerie feeling that he already knows. Yeah, I do. All right. Yeah. Actually, we'll go reverse order, then. Steve. It's always me. (laughs) Uh, I couldn't think of anybody, so I put Derek Step on. I know it's wrong, though. Because he's with... No, he's with... He's with Arizona, and he was with the Rangers. I'm pretty sure he was a first-round pick, too. I know he wasn't with uh, the Leafs, though. But he is American, I think. Yeah, and he wasn't with the Leafs. Paul, who do you have? I said Vanek. Oh, you were close. Nice try. I think Vanek's actually Slovakian. No, he is Austrian. He's Austrian, but he's Austrian. That was the second guy I thought of. Wasn't drafted 2006, though. I think he was earlier, no? Yeah, I I think he was 2003, wasn't he? Uh, Probably. I don't know. Aaron, what is the right answer? Michael Grabner. Michael. Oh, Michael Grabner. Oh, man. Right. He spent one year with the Leafs. He's a crazy killing machine out in Arizona. Well done, Aaron. Now leads three, nothing, nothing. This next player, if you guys are ready, he finished second in both points and goals in the lockout shortened. 2012 2013 season so he didn't win the rocket or the art ross but he finished second in both and he lost to two different players sorry i missed the season you cut out the 2012 13 lockout season okay fun fact i didn't know this but yuri toulouse toulouse i can't never say his name toulouse lee he was fifth in goals that year hmm. yeah right x leaf draft pick Anyone want to try their hand? No. No. Aaron? No. No. All right. Playing conservative with the lead. Second clue. He is the third youngest 50-goal scorer in NHL history. Only two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and submit an answer. I'm going to submit an answer. I'm going to submit an answer. So you were successful in submitting yeah, I will submit an answer too. I am not going to try. I'm just going to do it. Uh, I'll take one more. All right. Well, Paul, I'm pretty sure you're going to get it after this. Mm-hmm. So you've guaranteed one point. This player caused a free agency sweepstakes before re-signing with his former team. Yeah, I got it. Oh, I do not. What? Paul. Well, Paul, I, I can't give you too much time here. I, I don't know who it is. 
You got five seconds to. You're gonna punch write, yourself. Write a name down. I know I am, but I, don't, I got nothing. Just move on. <laughs> so Paul's answer is Jake DeBrusque. Yeah, <laughs> DeBrusque. All right, Steve. Who is it? Steven Stamkos. Aaron. Steven Stamkos. <laughs> a couple of points all around, except for one. That's okay, Paul. You're not out of it. Current scores are five for Aaron, two for Steve, and Paul has stuff. Just not in the point (laughs) column. Player number four. I'd be very surprised if you guys got it on this guess. This American scored his first point, which was a game-winning assist, against Florida in his first goal against Colorado during the 2003-2004 season. And remember, these are all current players, so you know that this guy is an old guy, that his rookie year was 2003-2004, and that he's American. Yeah, no. Ooh, I have an idea, but I'll, I'll take another guess. Aaron? No. No way. <laughs> okay. Rude. <laughs> Blue number two. Second in hits during the 2006-2007 season, he was also a member of the 2010 U.S. Olympic team. So is he hits? American? Yeah, I, I said he was American. I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, I'm thinking about the person I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. I was like, I literally said it like four times, Steve. But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and take a guess there. Were you successful in taking a guess? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Paul, deep in his thoughts, has yet to say anything. I yeah. am too. I'm gonna take a guess. I, yeah. Is Paul waiting? Hints, sorry. Okay, and Steve, you you took a guess, right? Yep. All right. You know, Paul, I appreciate that you wait till the end because I worked hard on these clues. (laughs) (laughs) Getting someone to actually get all the way here, it's nice. And I know that's why you're doing this. Clue number three. He was half of the first American duo to be captains of uh, a Stanley Cup Finals. So basically what this means is that the two teams in the Stanley Cup finals were both captained by Americans. He was the first, well, he was in, he was one of the captains in this final. Oh, and that okay. final was 2012. I'm wrong. So in 2012, too. two teams were in the, were in the cup final. And for the first time in NHL history, they were both captained by Americans and he was one of the captains. Oh, I think I know it. I, I'm wrong, but I think I know who it is. I think, Think all right. I, I think I'm gonna guess. I got. I guess. All right, Aaron. Who do you think? Who did you write down? Uh, I wrote T.J. Oshie. T.J. Oshie. That's a good guess, actually. And he was he was U.S. Olympic team. Could have scored all that. I think he was drafted in 2005, though. Yeah, I wasn't confident in the draft here. That's why I was hesitant on the guess. No problem. It was still a solid guess, Steve. Who did you wrote? Eric Stahl. <laughs> It's not who I think it is now, though. Yes, neither of you are correct, but can Paul close a bit of the gap? I'm not sure about the draft year, but I'm going to say Dustin Brown. Yeah, that's my guess. Paul is on the board. Dustin Mm. Brown is correct. Good call, Paul. Yeah. Now, there is an opportunity for people to win here on this final question. The scores going in are 5-2-1. to to So Steve, to dethrone Aaron, would need to get it on the first go. 
But just I for tie fun, with him. Screw it. Now they're worth five points for oh, getting cool. it on the first clue. Three points for the second clue and one point for the third clue. Just to just to put Aaron in a bit of jeopardy here. Yeah, we're just ripping on Aaron today. I mean, Edmonton and now this. That's the that's the only reason we invite you to the podcast. Oh, I'm thanks, thanks guys. All right, clue number one. This handsome man was my favorite friend in high school, and yes, it is Aaron. No, see, I do love you. All right, the actual first clue. Finishing fifth in league scoring, his career high in goals and points, which are 45 goals and 94 points, were accomplished in the 2008-2009 season. Can I, I know it's no questions, just clarification. It was fifth in league scoring in the 2008 season? The 2008-2009 season, yes. He okay, finished fifth no. in scoring, and his stats to come in fifth were 45 goals and 94 points, and those were career highs, and still are career highs. No guess for me. Nope. No guess. He was named an Olympic All-Star in 2010 and was alternate captain for the U.S. Olympic team. Now you guys know he was American. Uh, I'm going gonna... <sighs> to guess because I have nothing to lose. That's a good call. Yeah, me too. Aaron, you have literally nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, I guess. Well, 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 if Steve gets it right, but Aaron gets it right. One point, yeah. He still wins. I'm at two, aren't I? Yeah. Aaron's at five. Oh, so this is... Okay, yeah. All right, well. um, Yeah, I'll guess. You're hazarding a guess. Wow. Although, if you go to the next round... Like you can get one point and win. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I haven't written anything down. I wasn't confident. Gosh. Let's think that last one. Well, this could shouldn't be. have said anything. <laughs> Appreciate it. Remember how I said that Dustin Brown was half of the American captains to do the finals thing? He was the other half. This is the guy is the other half. Yep, right. I'm wrong. Oh, uh, right. yeah, I'm wrong. All right. Well, thanks for playing, boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right paul who did you guess i guess Prize. paul you're right what it's yeah that's right because it was new jersey yeah la was, final oh, new jersey oh yeah i forgot it was new jersey oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> oh. steve who did you guess i, I guessed patrick kane i don't know how was, no it was a good guess um, and Aaron, I presume. Zachary is it? Yeah. Alrighty. Well, the final. Oh, that's scores. magical right there. I yeah, forgot he was nice. New Jersey captain. I genuinely forgot. <laughs> the final scores were Aaron with the gold, Paul with his wrong but right answer guess, <laughs> nabs him silver, and Steve comes in bronze. So you all got a medal. Yeah, Steve did come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, not factually, but that's all the time that we got here today. I hope you guys have fun. Did you guys have anything to add for what's going on here? Um, no, I think we're good. Yeah, I think I'm good. I'm just gonna add one sign off. Thanks for everybody at Gaudi for listening. Edmonton for the cup and the short and long. All right, that's all the time we have. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we gotta get a plug here, boys. Edmonton for the cup.
Well, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't listen to us next week. But if you do, Chicago for the cup. <laughs> we'll, we release every Monday, so hopefully you come back. If not, yeah, me and Paul will just start our own because these guys are scary. All right, bye. Be sure to check us out at getoffthice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getoffthice.